All Elite Wrestling, Ring of Honor New Japan Super Show at MSG. Oh my God, 2019, it's going to be a good year for wrestling. Let's get it. D-Dame. Microphone check, one, two, one, two, internets. You are now tuned into the D-Dame Show, brought to you by the Belligerent Sounds Network. Yes, we are back, we are back. This is the Belligerent Wrestling Audio Week number two, January 11th. Recording live from the Belligerent Sound Studio in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina, man. We are here. What is going on, internets? It's your man, D-Dame. Thanks for checking us out. Remember, social media at The D-Dame Show. That's on Instagram and Twitter. Hit us up by email, thedamshow at gmail.com. Oh, my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're back here, man. This is week two of our wrestling recap of the week. We had a ton, a ton of things that went down since the last time I recorded a wrestling um, wrestling show. So, what we're going to do right now, this is going to be called the Belligerent Wrestling Audio. This is going to be the wrestling section. Um, big shout out, big shout out to Matt Coon and Vince Russo. I was naming it the Wrestling Bubble, which is something that I I thought I came up with. Well, I, I mean, I did in my head, you know, years ago. I didn't realize that they was using it. I honestly had no idea they were using it. You know, they even have a t-shirt. Uh, with the saying on it, so I was like, oh, well, we can't do that, you know, <laughs> I ain't gonna go, like, I'm copying over somebody, so, you know, we're gonna flip it around, this is part of the Belligerent Sounds Network, so it's gonna be the Belligerent Wrestling Audio, so, um, yeah, we are ready to get it in, man, we had a whole lot of things going on since the last time, I said I, I talked about wrestling, so, yeah, we're gonna start from the top, man, we're gonna start from the most, probably the the most exciting news of the week, which will be the All Elite Wrestling Rally, um, they had it in um, Jacksonville, and you know it it was it was a great thing. It was a great thing, especially for for wrestling in general. And you can just see like the ripple effect is is having throughout the whole industry. You know, people are having um people are signing like longer term deals in, in different places and. You know, people that maybe that maybe wouldn't have gotten signed full time to companies are getting signed to full time because it's 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 straight up real competition now. And um, you know, I'm gonna talk about the rally right now. Talk about the 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 early the early roster so far. And like, I'm really 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 excited for all elite wrestling, man. I'm I'm definitely gonna give them a chance to see what they can do. You know, we know we 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 know they got the talent, and like this talent is like veteran. These are veterans. So, with it, along with this talent, you know what I'm saying, they're going to add some young, probably some young people in, and um, they get the TV going, and I think they're going to be good to go, honestly. I really, really think they got a good chance to um, 
to to eventually be number two in North America. I think they got a shot, you know, because Ring of Honor, I, I guess by default, I guess they are number two by default. But um, I mean, all elite is 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 looking good, man. So I said so. So they had a rally on um their rally on Tuesday, and that was um in Jacksonville. I think it's SmackDown was there the same day, but um you know it started off um. SCU came out, um, Chris Daniels, uh, Frankie Kazarian, a Scorpion Sky, you know, so introduced themselves as being part of the part of the corporation and shit, part of all elite wrestling, the roster. So they already got a great tag team right there. So you got a great tag team in, in, in SCU, and they can all break off and do individual things as well. So that, that's damn good. Um, Cody and the Bucks, obviously, you know, they're part of the roster. They're going to be the executive vice presidents. Which is pretty cool. Um, they they also announced that they are partnering up with um, OWE in China. So I don't really know too much about them, but you know some of the things I'm hearing, I'm hearing that it's a great great young organization and like a, a untapped part of the world as far as wrestling goes. You know, for for North America is in China. You know, I know WWE has been trying to trying to spread their wings over there for a while, and. I don't know how successful they have been. You know, I remember them signing like a, the Chinese wrestler recently, but I think I, I think they left the PC if I'm not mistaken. So we're gonna see. We're gonna see what they're gonna do. Um, they also announced the sequel to All In is gonna be set for May 25th in Las Vegas called Double or Nothing, man. So that's gonna be exciting. You know, I'm thinking about the um, just just people gonna be in, in 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 las vegas for the weekend a whole bunch of wrestling fans vegas is gonna be beautiful in may you know the weather should be really really good it's gonna be at the mgm grand um i heard they said it holds about 12,000 12 to 14,000 it's definitely gonna sell out it's not it's not even a question whether they're gonna sell out or not 100 is gonna sell out i don't know it's gonna sell out in 30 seconds or whatever the hell it was last time two minutes or whatever it is but it's definitely gonna sell out and like I said, that's Vegas is one of the one of the great tourist destination spots, and it's 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 gonna be good, man. They're gonna make money off of that shit off the rip, just straight up, regardless, man. But it's gonna be interesting to see leading up to, you know, double or nothing, whether they're gonna have TV. I would assume so because it's so far away. I would assume this is gonna be like their, you know, I don't like I said the WrestleMania, but it's gonna be like their big event for the year, for the, at least the first part of the year, and. All the TV will lead up to that show, so should be cool, man. Um, Brandy Rose, she came out. She's gonna, she is the chief brand officer, and you know she talked about like the women's division. She said they're definitely gonna have a women's division in there. Um, it's gonna have equal pay for the women, which everybody applauded. And um, she bought out um, Dr. Britt Baker, so she's gonna be, she's gonna, she's probably, she's the first uh, woman or the the second woman announced behind Brandy. A part of the roster, um, she was one of the women that was in that that the fatal that fatal four way at All In. So um, she's cool, man. She seemed like she's like a you know. I mean, she's beautiful. Um, she's she can speak and she can wrestle. I remember her from the match. So it's gonna be cool, man. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had your man MJF. He came out. Um, he interrupted um, Conrad. Yeah, kind of Conrad was doing like the the, the MC for the event. MJF came out. You know, cut a promo on Conrad, promo on the crowd, and talked about. So I, I assume that he's part of the roster as well. I've only seen him once at, which was at All In, but I heard a lot about him. 
I even heard um, Coca Banner talking about him recently too, and so sh- should be cool. Should be cool. Got said so definitely got the young upstart in the company, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars mascot. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars mascot. He came out, you know, did a little running on MJF, and then you know he he was he, he's about to get the mascot. Then Joey Janela and Pen- Penelope Ford. Then they came in and attacked him, hit him with the crutch and everything. So they're part of it too, man. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, then Hangman Page came out. Hangman Page was part part of the elite and everything. So everybody knew he was gonna be there, but it was cool. And just from him talking, it sounded like he's gonna be like right there, front and center, as far as being part of the um being being part of the like the main event scene. You know, he he said he's gonna be the first the first ever all elite world champion or whatever. So that's cool, man. You know, thrust him right there up in the spotlight. And then he got interrupted by Pac, which is uh Neville in WWE. And I was like, you know, that was a big shock for everybody. Nobody knew Pac was coming. And he seemed to be the only one that came in his wrestling gear. <laughs> so everybody got suits on and stuff. And this dude came walking up with, with his trunks and some boots. It was pretty funny. But I think he was carrying the um, Dragon Gate title that he owns. So it seemed like, I can say it seems like, but that'd be cool if they got a partnership with Dragon Gate as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, in all honesty, man, that's going to be what it's going to, it's going to have to take that. All these companies need to get together. All of them. All of them. We got Ring of Honor, New Japan. They all need to get together. All need, even, you know, I, I guess for them, they're competing for the same people. But, you know, once once you lock wrestlers up, you know, they already locked up on the contract and just work out little small deals here and there. So, it's definitely, definitely going to be interesting to see um, where they're going to go. So, like I said, so Neville came out. Um, Neville came out and interrupted him. So, that was that was, that, so that was a cool moment. So, we're going to finally get to see him again here in North America, you know, on, hopefully on, a, on TV on a full-time basis. So, that should be great. And um, I guess the biggest surprise of the, of the evening, which – I mean, it was really a surprise to people, you know, from the initial announced the initial rumors of AW, AEW, you know, we heard Jericho was part of it, and um, he officially made it official. He came out, Jericho said he's um, talked about all, talked about double or nothing, talked about all elite wrestling, and they're not trying to change the world, they're trying to change the, um, what he said, the universe. So, um, it's going to be exciting, man, definitely going to be exciting. Now you got Jericho part of this. So, like I said, the roster is has a lot of veterans on it. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to add some young guys in and people that's going to be leaving these major companies. I mean, obviously, you know, one of the biggest free agents coming out, which I'm going to talk about in a couple of minutes, you know, hopefully he can um, jump in too. And that'd be cool, man. So, very excited, very excited to see how that's going to go down. Um, like I was saying before about how this is kind of forcing, like, a company like New Japan, they was going, like, these year-to-year contracts with everybody, but they stepped up to the plate, signing multi- multi-year deals, man. So two of the two of the recipients of that was um, Juice Robinson and Rocky Romero. They both ended up signing multi-year deals, which is awesome. You know, Juice Robinson has really, he, he, he stepped up. I didn't really like him at all when he was in um, NXT, CJ Parker, I did not like him at all. I wasn't feeling this dude 
But ever since then, man, he's stepped up to the plate and he's been he's been handling his business. So I have nothing bad to say about Juice Robinson, man. He's 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 definitely definitely been doing it. And Rocky Romero, he's been in New Japan for forever. He's been there forever. I think he's like a road agent now, and he's you know or, or he works in the he works in the office or something. He's definitely deserves it, man. I think he's more like the li- the liaison too between the um the gaijin and the and the Japanese. So it's cool, man. Like I said, I'm excited about all elite. I just um now I'm just waiting for the for the TV deal announcement and we we in there. We in there definitely going to be checking it out every single week or whenever it's on. Definitely going to be checking it out. So I right, man, um you know what? I, I have put out on Twitter that I was going to um be talking about remember Twitter at the D Dame Show. I was gonna be talking about all my favorite um wrestling podcasts for the week. So I'm gonna do a little quick little quick um recap. Some of my favorite shows, man, because I, I I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts throughout the week. I listen to a lot. So, you know, like I said, just just talk about some some of my favorites for for for, for this small part, but I'm gonna really get in depth going um going throughout throughout the time, but um, I think my favorite one for the week was, um, I mean, these guys have really grown on me a lot. Um, talking about Truthful Consequences with uh, Vince Russo and Matt Coon. Really, really enjoying it, um, that show. I had, I had tweeted to Matt Coon recently that, like, this is the most interested I've ever been in, in, in Vince Russo. You know, he's one, of those, he's one of those guys where when I hear him speak, when I hear him, him tell his side of the story, I'm like, oh, okay. And I, and I, I feel bad that I was, you know, thinking different things about him. And then I hear, and then like say, like, it could be the same day that I hear somebody else talk about him. I'm like, oh, man, that damn Vince Russo. But, I mean, for the most part, you know, this is the most I get to hear him explain to himself. And even though I don't agree with his philosophy 100% as far as, like, in-ring product and, you know, versus the backstage stuff, I don't really agree with it because he – I mean, I'm not. I'm pretty sure he's not saying it doesn't have to be a match in the ring, but it, he he's more and more focused on on the outside stuff, the the pageantry, the showmanship, and you know, it's a TV show, so I definitely agree with that part. But I mean, the in ring product has to be good. It has to be, and it's nothing wrong with having a a quote unquote you know four or five star match. There's nothing wrong with that. Having a good te- technical match. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Cause I could have sat there, I could I could watch a damn Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit, Jericho, Dean Malenko. I could watch these matches for hours on end. I could sit there and watch it for a whole hour, you know. So, but anyway, um, so this week they talked about um, the Vince Russo's first year in TNA. You know, it was it, it was pretty cool to hear him break down everything that went on with his first year in TNA. Why he ended up eventually. Signed up with TNA, and you know he actually had an offer on the table from WWE at the time, and he, you know, he was like more of like a consultant, but he said it was it was a pretty good paying gig, but he just went down to TNA and he he saw their first show. That's back when they were doing like the weekly pay per views, and he saw the first show, and then he like he said he called Stephanie up, was like, yeah, I'm I'm signing with TNA, so you know TNA was pretty cool. It was pretty cool back then i didn't start watching it till maybe like two three years later but i mean the roster had a whole bunch of good young guys had some veterans on it and 
you know, he was with it. So, like I said, it was it was cool to hear him explain his his side, him his his thoughts on um his thoughts on Jerry Jarrett, his thoughts on Jeff Jarrett, and you know how we felt about them. So, definitely check that out. Truth with consequences with um Vince Russo and Matt Coon. Um, Matt Coon, he actually um another one of the, my favorite shows of the week. He's a co-host on that too with um the former Robbie Robbie E. Now he's Robert Strauss. It's called Why It Ended. Another 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 um this episode was was okay. This episode was okay with um Dam- uh, formerly Damian Sandow, Aaron Stevens. Um it was okay. It was okay. Not because of them. I mean Damian Sandow was kind of he came off a little to me like a like a a little standoffish about about like wrestling. You know. Which is, I mean, his prerogative. It's, it's, it is what it is. But I'm just saying, like, like, like the way it sounded to me, like he was kind of like, ugh, ugh, like wrestling. Like, you know, he made it clear that he's not wrestling anymore. He just made it perfectly clear that he's in Hollywood now, and he said, like, he'll do like a, a special events and in rings, and you know, like signings and stuff. But he's made it clear he's not wrestling. He made it perfectly clear. So. Like, okay, I hear that, man. You know, he talked about, like, I think they, I think Matt had asked him about championships. And, you know, oh, you won the such and such at, like, the Ohio Valley. And he was like, well, wrestling is fake. And, you know, they give you, they just give you the belt. So I was like, okay, I hear you, man. He's pretty much tapped out <laughs> when it comes to wrestling. So more power to him. I'm not mad at him whatsoever, man. More power to him, but it was cool. But you guys should definitely, definitely check check that out. Why it ended as well. Another good show. Um, another one I listened to so far this week are uh, the Godfather, the Godfather of Wrestling Podcast. Period, which is um Coca Banner. He had another good episode. It was um Hello 2019. Um, he switched his format up last year. I mean, I listened to pretty much all the episodes leading up to him switching his format. And when he first announced it, I was a little weary. I was like, oh, man, he's like, kind of messing up a good thing, man. But he took a chance. And, I mean, it's, it's definitely grown on me. I, I enjoyed a new format. You know, before it was just like everybody else with interviews and, you know, and basically interviews. I guess the only difference with him is that he was talking to his friends, so which is always pretty cool, talking to your friends. It's a little different from somebody else talking to them, but... It was, you know, it was a good format, but everybody started jumping in the pool. So now we switched it up. So now it's more of a documentary style. So, um, you know, we get the he gets the, he just travels around all the time and he just talks, you know, real quick talks to people for maybe four or five minutes. So um, some of the people we had on there this week, um, he had a, he started off with Abyss. Him and Abyss was on there. I think they had a match, you know, during that time, and they was just talking about like getting old and. A whole bunch of different things, man. It was cool. It was always cool to hear Abyss, Abyss um, speak. He, he sees one of them guys where you never heard anybody say one bad word about him. So, you know, that was pretty cool. He had the um, the great Sasuke. He had him on there as well. Um, you know, talked about... I said it wasn't that long. You know, great Sasuke, his, his English is, 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 is okay. But, you know, they talked about, like, the first time he ever came to America and, and wrestled. And um, it was it was interesting. It was interesting. They had Rebel. He had Rebel on there. And um, him and Rebel talked about a couple of things. And um, David Arquette. I think he was out in at Wrestlepalooza with um, David Arquette. So they just talked about Wrestlepalooza, which is something I've, I've never um, – I've, I've, 
I obviously never been to, but I never really heard that much about it. But the way they're saying it sounds like a like a really interesting thing, more like a like a two day festival with um wrestling and rock music and stuff. Um, seems pretty interesting, man. So that's what's up. And um, he had one more person on there as well. Um, let me see. I'm trying to trying to recall who the other person he has on there. Um, I guess Space Monkey. I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Space Monkey on there. <laughs> I don't even know who the Space Monkey is. I had, to, I had to look him up and shit, but it was cool. But it was a big shout out to Cole Cabana, always um doing his thing, and just just keep on rocking, man. And the last one that I'm gonna speak about that I listened to, um, the whole Conrad Thompson, his his old podcast Empire. I think all three of his shows, they all talked about like Mean Gene Oakland. So the only one I really listened to was the um Eric Bischoff one, you know. And that was that was okay. That was okay. You know, everybody still talking about you know how he first met Gene when he came to WCW and just talked about his his time at WCW. You know, he said he wasn't like super super close with him, but you know they hung out a little bit sometimes after Nitro. And I don't know, Conrad was looking for some big wild story, but Bishop was like, nah, we didn't hang out like that. But um, he always said how how Gene was like such a perfectionist. And he wanted everything perfect. And he said that Gene actually helped him when he came over because he cared so much about, like, production value, you know, because he respected somebody like, um, uh, I can't think of the guy's name in WWE, the guy that does all the production and everything. So um, his name his name will come to me after I finish recording. Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn. So Mean Gene was like, you know, it seems like a lot of a lot of people that come from WWE when they go to other companies, they have ideas and they, you know, try to replicate, try to bring them over. I mean, even Vince Russo when he first went to like WCW and he was like, how they they never had like a real um a real like pre production meeting and he would gather everybody up how Vince would do it. Vince McMahon, that is. Vince McMahon would would do it and pretty cool, but. I mean, Gene had Gene had a pretty a, a pretty good run in, in WCW. I, t- I talked about Gene on, on um last week's episode and everything, so that, that's a good check out. Um, I'm gonna eventually check out the the Bruce Pritchard section. I know Bruce Pritchard probably knew him for longer, and they were together for probably Bruce came in in '88. I think he left in '93, so they were together, you know, for, for a little while, about, about, about five years or so. So should be interesting, but um, that's gonna be that. This is gonna be the, the the first week I'm talking about my favorite wrestling podcast. I have a couple of other shows that I I'm not a couple of I listen to about 15 different wrestling shows, so I will be talking about them, reviewing them. Big shout out to um, Wei Ting and and, and, and and John Pollock and Post Wrestling. I mean I listen to them every week. You know they they like in all honesty like their recap of Raw and SmackDown is better than the show. You know. I, Period. It's better than the show. They they do such an excellent job. I have no idea how John Pollock. I have no clue how he takes such specific notes of the show, and um, and they record like right after the shit goes off. I have no idea how he does it because I've because I've tried to you know when I had this this um iteration of this show last year when I was watching Raw every week I had. Live, I, I had to stop that shit. I cannot watch Raw live every week, but you know, just trying to take notes, I got to pause it, and you got to rewind it. What did he say? But he does. They both of them do an excellent job. So shout out to those guys 
all the time. I, I'm probably not going to talk about them because they, they really just do the recaps of the shows. But they do an excellent job. So I definitely check them out post-wrestling. So, all right, that's going to be it for that part of the show. Um, we're going to get into Wrestle Kingdom 13 really, really quick. Um, New Japan had their, had their Wrestle Kingdom 13 last week, uh, January the 4th. Big show. I think they had their, their biggest paid attendance in, I forgot what the, what the number was, like 10 years or something like that. So, another great show as usual. Another another excellent show. Excellent, excellent matches. Um, Will Ospreay versus Kota Ibushi started it off. Um, he, Will Ospreay defeated Kota Ibushi for the Never Open Weight title, and just just vicious, man, just vicious. I heard um, I heard Kota Ibushi actually ended up with a concussion, and like I, I think to, to close out the match, I think I think um, Will Ospreay I took his elbow pad off, and he like gave him a stiff elbow to, like, the back of his head, and it looked like Kotobushi was knocked the fuck out. Like, he knocked him the fuck out, and and he just covered him and shit, and then I was like, damn. He might have just, like, one other move before then, and then covered him, and then, I don't know, either Kotobushi is the, the, the greatest seller in the world, or he was really hurt, you know. I didn't look anything up afterwards to see if he was injured or what I, I just heard that he was um probably on another show that that he might have had a concussion so like I said that was that was a great match um Evil and Sonata they defeated the uh, Gorilla Destinies and the Young Bucks for the IWGP Tag Team Champions of so six amazing teams the Bucks are the Bucks are the greatest team in in the world right now um I love Gorillas of Destiny man I don't know how in the fuck these guys are not in WWE I don't know how they haven't found some way to try to snatch these guys up man like and they got the pedigree. Come on, man. And I love Tamatanga. I mean, his his in ring product, his in ring work is is okay, but his whole his whole image, everything is is dope. It's dope. And he got the pedigree. How cool was their dad? And you know, they tailor made for WWE. Tailor made, but I don't know. It's what it is. But even in Sonata, like I said, they they ended up winning the winning the titles. I think every single person. Lost their title on this show. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen that before. It's usually at least one person that keeps their belt. Every single person lost their belt. Um, Juice Robinson, he defeated Cody for the U.S. title. Like I said earlier, Juice Robinson signed a multi-year deal. I mean, it just makes sense. One guy's signing a multi-year deal. Other guy's leaving the company. Just makes sense. So, shout out to Juice Robinson. Um, Ishimura, he defeated um, um, Kushida. For the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title now, Kashida is another person that's actually leaving um, New Japan. You know, I think he's been there for like eight years or so, but he's finally leaving. Um, you know, I, I, I guess I've been seeing Kashida for years because I remember them first coming out with the whole um, with the whole Back to the Future gimmick and shit. Man, he's he's, he's a really good wrestler. Um, I know everybody's assuming he's going with WWE. It could be All Elite. Um, I kind of hope. I don't know. If he goes to the WWE, it's, you know, they have a track record. They have a serious, serious track record, man. They could take some of the greatest Japanese wrestlers in the world, and they're just not going to do nothing with them. You know, I'm not going to say they're, they're flat-out racist, but it's definitely xenophobic. It's not even a question that the WWE is xenophobic, you know. I don't care who the who Nakamura had the U.S. title, Oscar's the world, the, the women's champion. They're xenophobic in the motherfucker, and they have never had a, any any good push or any anything other for for Japanese wrestler. It hasn't happened. 
You know, I guess you can look at on the main roster, on the main roster, because Hideo Itami, you know, he was doing this thing in, in um, NXT, but I guess he he got hurt a lot. So I don't know if he was going to be the next one, if they were going to try to push him a little bit, but they haven't yet. So it's going to it's going to be interesting to see if what he does in the you know, in the, up, in the upcoming weeks. Um, then they had like the, the, what do they call it? Like a triple main event for the show. Uh, Jay White defeated Okada. This, I think this is the only match that wasn't for a title. Um, big shout out to Jay White, man. Cause I wasn't really that impressed with him when I saw him last year at, at Wrestle Kingdom. Wasn't really that impressed with him, but you know, I've heard that he's, he's grown a lot throughout the, throughout the year. Um, this match was excellent. My man, um, Okada came out, <laughs> he came out rocking all the old, all the old ring rainmaker gear with with the shorts and the robe and everything and uh, but Jay White defeated him. Jay White had a cool look too. I think he had the, this one had the, um, the white pants with the white pants with the little switchblade cuts on them. But um, like I said, he defeated him. Big shout out to Jay White. It seemed like they kind of gonna go forward with this guy throughout the year. Maybe he's gonna be the number one um, gaijin in the company. Because um, somebody else is leaving. Um, before that um, night, though, he defeated Chris Jericho for the IC title. So um, another excellent, excellent match between these two, man. Jericho always, you know, gives his best. This match was like a no DQ match because that's you know that's pretty much what Jericho does right now. He does like these no no DQ matches and brawls and stuff, and he's excellent, excellent at it. He switched up his whole style coming to New Japan. He's done pretty good, man, in New Japan. So, shout out to Chris Jericho, who is now in All Elite Wrestling. So, we're going to see if they're going to do some kind of, you know, the company's going to come together, maybe have like a talent share or something. I mean, it just makes sense. It really, really just makes sense, man, for them to do that. And in the main event, um, Tanahashi defeated Kenny Omega for the IWGP Heavyweight title. So, this is now his eighth, his eighth run with the title. His eighth reign with his title, man. Um, so some of the big, big news that came out during the week also was that Kenny Omega, I think he was talking to um, Tokyo Sports website, and he announced that he's leaving New Japan at the end of the month when his contract is up. So, I mean, the speculation has begun what he's going to do. It just seems like a no-brainer he's going to go to um, All Elite. Um, but he, he could he could end up in WWE. You never know. For him, I mean, to me... Obviously, all elite is the way to go. You know, I, I'm pretty sure the money would be bigger, bigger in WWE, but and I ain't counting anybody's pockets, man. I don't know how it's gonna be. You know, it's how he feels about that. It seems like he's one of them guys that loves his craft, loves his art. That's why he was in like DDT and doing, you know, all of these matches. So, and first of all, by the way, King Omega is the best wrestler in the world. Period. I mean, I watched this guy with like complete fascination like he's he's one of those guys i you know like back in the days they'd be like i don't know about the mother shit but that's real like he just that's the feel i get from him that all this shit is real whether either even if it's silly but like those fucking knees all of those the the, the, the v triggers like to me he's fucking killing them i don't know if it really is but he's killing everybody with the v trigger knees like he's just destroying people's heads so i don't know <laughs> But um, like I said, big shout out to Kenny Omega, man. He's leaving. We're gonna see what he's gonna do. I really hope it's all elite, because that's just gonna really put them over the top as far as as far as um with and with a TV deal show um wrestling companies in North America. 
It's going to put them over the top, period. It's going to be very, very excited, man. So I'm excited, man. Let's get it. All Elite Wrestling, I'm all in, man. You know, I'm, I'm probably not going to not gonna go out to Vegas to check out Double or Nothing. I, I wish they were closer. I wish they was doing a show kind of kind of close to me over here in the East Coast. I would definitely check it out, you know. I'm traveling for to um, All-Star Weekend for the NBA next month, so I can't take too many trips, man. <laughs> But uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be cool. Alright, so we're gonna just close the show out real quick. Just talk about some WWE stuff. Um, Raw, uh, Monday Night Raw. The the show was okay. Show was okay. I guess from the you know all them horrible shows they had in in December, you know anything is an upgrade. So, you know, so so the show started off with a brawl between um, Lashley and and Rollins, and then all of a sudden out the blue, John Cena came out out the blue. You know, I think I talked about it last week. I'm so tired of John Cena, man. Like, I really want him to just really, really go away. His time away just wasn't enough for me. I don't know. Or maybe it's the fact that he's coming out and he's, you know, he's already he's already back to his boasting and bragging shit. I'm, I'm so, 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 so tired of John Cena. And he's going to be in the Royal Rumble. And it's just it's just a scary thought that he'll win the Rumble, man. It's just it's a scary thought. But he was interrupted by um, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre seems like definitely the one. He seems like the one they're going to be focusing on a lot for 2019. So, you know, like I said, he came out, interrupted Cena. That led to another big brawl with at Lashley and Rollins came out and just set, set up a whole um, six-man match. Six-man match. So um, Cena, Rollins, and Finn Balor, they defeated um, Drew McIntyre, Ambrose, and um, Bobby Lashley. You know, okay, it was it seemed like a you know typical six guys out there, and you know tag team match, playoff, six man match, playoff, and then a six man match. Typical shit, you know, it is what it is. Um, I guess one of the well, I guess it wasn't really a surprise because they kind of announced it early in the week, but Hulk Hogan came out. Hulk Hogan came out. He um, did a tribute to Mean Gene Oakland. He got a pretty good, um, pretty good applause from the crowd. Pretty good pop. I didn't hear too many people booing or anything, and you know, so you know, contra- had a whole bunch of controversy. You know, everybody has their different takes on it. You know, I'm, I mean, to me, it is what it is. It's done. It's water, water under the bridge. You know, it's, it's time to move on. Can't hold a grudge, but with, with, with somebody forever. You know, that, like I said, it's my, my personal opinion. So, and I am, I am black. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, but I, I started off, you know, watching wrestling with Hulk Hogan. You know, and it is what it is, man. He said what he said. You know, he apologized, whether it's sincere or not. He apologized, and he just got to move on. You know, so it was cool to hear, to see him out there and him, you know, talking about his friend, Mean Gene. As we all know that, you know, everybody knows they were friends. They was in AWA together, WWE, WCW, damn near the same time. And, you know, that's, that was his friend, man. So that was cool to see. Um Gable and Bobby Roode, they defeated the Revival in like a, I think it's a non-non-title match I think too. So, you know, the match was okay, you know, pretty good match. Um I don't know, man. It's just that they they've done so little with all four of these guys, man. Like I don't know. Even though you just you, you throw them in a the ring, giving them time to have a match, but the crowd is not invested. They are not invested in these people. So I guess now they're trying to change. They're trying to change that, but it's gonna it's, it's an uphill battle. It's an uphill battle. Um, and more evident than ever is in the next segment. Um, we had um, next segment I'm talking about 
uh, Alexa Bliss had her moment of bliss um, talk show type of thing with Ronda Rousey. And then Ronda Rousey was talking about, I pretty much seemed like her, her next opponent and was like giving her props, giving her props. Never said the name until the end. And she said, um, Sasha Banks. And I mean, the crowd wasn't like, whoa, going crazy. They were just like, oh, yeah, okay, you know, because they haven't done nothing with Sasha fucking bad. haven't done nothing with her. Like the girl was super duper red hot, man, when she first came up. And and they just like have done nothing with her, man. Like every time they give her a little push up, they just pull her right back down. So, I mean, I have no doubts the match is going to be excellent because Sasha Banks is one of the top women wrestlers in the world, period. Period, period, period. It's not even a question. Even though they don't use her like they should be using her, she's one of the top, you know. And she's one of those, one of them people I can definitely see her leaving when her contract is up and going to like like an all elite. I can see that shit 100%. Because, I mean, she just, she just wants to wrestle. She wants to wrestle. She's damn good at it. And they just not giving her a chance. So, in this show, she ended up going up against Nia Jax, you know, because Nia Jax came out and was, like, questioning um, questioning Ronda, talking about Sasha Banks. So, her Sasha Banks had a match and, you know, typical shit, typical shit. But Sasha Banks pulled it out. She won. So, now at the Royal Rumble is going to be um, Rousey versus Sasha Banks. And I'm, I'm excited, excited for that match. Should be, um, should be a good match. Should be a really good match. And I think the show ended with Ambrose and Rollins. You know, they had a no DQ match. Ambrose defeated him with the help of um, Lashley. And hopefully this feud is done. This feud is over. Rollins can move on to the world title, world title picture. Let Ambrose have his um, IC title. He's boring as hell right now. Let him have his IC title and let him just flounder with that. (laughs) And Ambrose moves up. I mean, um, Rollins moves up, you know, because it definitely should be Rollins winning the Rumble. I think he's like the early favorite right now, and I'm I'm just so scared of this John Cena shit, man. <laughs> I'm so scared. But we gonna see, man. Um, SmackDown, SmackDown started off really good. Daniel Bryan started off in uh in um the concession stand, you know, going back and forth with the fans. They they had uh, obviously a couple of plants there where he like took the guy's hot dog from him and threw soda in the other guy's face and all that shit. Pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. Daniel Bryan is uh, is like super on fire. You know, I don't know what they're going to do at the Rumble, man. It's going to be him versus AJ for the title. I don't know what they're going to do, honestly. I don't know if they're going to take the belt off of Bryan and give it back to AJ or what. I mean, obviously, we know it doesn't really matter who the champion is because they're not going to prominently show the SmackDown world title at, at Mania. It's going to be like the third match on the show. So, it, you know, it's not like they're going to main event either way. So it doesn't really make a difference, I guess. But um, should be should be very 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 interesting to see what they're gonna do. Our um, truth he attacked he attacked Daniel Bryan. They had a quick match. Daniel Bryan beat our truth real quick. So I guess that's probably the end of their little mini feud that they had going on. But but Bryan's one of them guys, man. He's like I said, he's on fire. He he's feuding with like three different people at the same time with like Mustafa Ali, our truth, AJ Styles. Like he this dude is killing it, man. Um, they had a tag team match with um. This should be like the called the the underappreciated tag team of the year. Um, seeing Andretti, uh, Almas, and Samoa Joe, they defeated um, Rey Mysterio and Mustafa Ali. Pretty good match. Like these four guys are amazing together. You know, any combination of these four guys can be amazing together. And I look forward to them. You know, spreading them out along with like you got so many good so many good wrestlers on SmackDown right now. So just mixing and matching all these guys and just having compelling storylines and, you know, they're going to be good. They're going to be good to go 
for the year. Uh, Miz and Shane, they continued their storyline, you know, with Miz trying to get Shane to tag team, to team up with him. And I think they end up challenging the bar. They're going to challenge the bar at, at the Royal Rumble for the um, tag team titles. And the bar defeated the Usos on this show. Uh, let me see. Rusev and Nakamura, you know, they, they had their drama. Rusev came out and talked about Nakamura. And Nakamura was on the, um, he came on the screen. He's in a production truck. And then... Rusev went to go look for him, and then he like sneak attacked him and hit him with hit him with um a toolbox, and then the Kinshasa outside. So they seemed like they they're destined for Rumble as well, um, U.S. title match. And in the main event, uh, Becky Lynch she defeated um Charlotte and Carmella to be the number one contender for the women's title at the Rumble. So it's gonna be it's gonna be um Becky versus Oscar, which should be should be a really good match. Really good one on one match. Um, I'm, I guess to me, I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm, I was just, I would say automatically that you know Becky's gonna lose and you know then she'll enter the Rumble. But who knows? She could still win and she could still challenge Ronda Rousey. You know she could win the title and still challenge Ronda Rousey somehow, or maybe or say like she wins the title and then Charlotte wins the Rumble, and then somehow it's 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 a triple threat. Cause I think at the end of the day, it has to, it has to, the end game at Rumble at Mania has to be Ronda versus Becky in some kind of way. I'm not opposed to a triple threat. I think a triple threat match will be excellent between those three. I think a one on one match will be excellent between any combination of the of those women. But I mean, Ronda has to be in it automatically. But it's gonna be very, 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 very interesting to see um, the route they're gonna go in the Rumble. So I'm excited for that. And the last show I'm going to talk about, which to me is like, it's like the best show, <laughs> the best show of the week, every week is is um, NXT. Like I said, I'm going to definitely make a full-time commitment to watch NXT every single week. Definitely going to, it's an excellent show, excellent show. It has such an old school feel. You know, maybe it's, maybe it's the time slot, maybe because it's only an hour long. I don't know what it is, but the writing is excellent and they just, they it's very cut and dry you know everybody wants to be the champion or the men want to be the world champion or the or the the world champion or the um the north american or the tag team wants to be the tag team champions and all the women wants to be the women's champion cut and dry so we're gonna see but um johnny gargano started out the show uh the crowd was sharing diy he told them uh that's over like shut up and shit that's done but it's not gonna happen (laughs) But, you know, it's funny. But he started calling out Ricochet and then um, challenging him for the, that North American title. Ricochet came out and, um, you know, basically, you know, I, I guess except I don't know if this was the match that was already that was already approved beforehand. But, you know, Ricochet basically told him that they're going to have their match at TakeOver Phoenix and he's going to walk out as the champion. So that should be, oh, my God. Ricochet versus, versus Johnny Gargano. Whew. That's gonna be a hell of a match, hell of a match, man. So they were interrupted by um, Tommaso Ciampa and and Alistair Black, and then um, those two ended up brawling, ended up brawling on the on the um, the ramp. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa and uh, Alistair Black, and then Johnny Gargano kicked the shit out of Ricochet in the ring. He caught him off guard, he super kicked him. So that's gonna be cool, man. It's gonna be that's gonna be a uh, a great match. Like I said, uh, William Regal he confirmed that. On, um, I think they, they showed like a graphic up from Twitter where Ringo Eagle, William Regal confirmed that Undisputed Era was going to be um, defending their titles 
against the War Raiders at um, TakeOver. So, it should be another great match. I would assume this is the time for the War Raiders to, to, to get those NXT titles. So, it's going to be interesting. Um, we have Bianca Belair. She's, um, it was announced before her match that she's going to be taking on Shayna Baszler for the women's title, which should be good, which should be a really good thing. From what I hear, she won a, um, a Fatal 4-Way a couple of weeks ago. So, she's number one contender. Uh, so, she took on Nikki Cross in this match and on this show. She defeated Nikki Cross. Um, Nikki Cross had she had hit her with her um, her swinging fisherman suplex to Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair rolled out the ring and shit, and then um, and then um, Nikki Cross jumped jumped on her back, had in like a sleeper hole, and Bianca Belair fell back, bow, fell back on the uh, the the metal um the metal ramp. And um, I think they I think this is like a similar spot they had recently where they where they um, both got counted out or something like that, or somebody got counted out, but then they both made it back in the ring. And um, Bianca Belair, she did have her, her finishing move on her. And I think what she kind of had her up, because um, Nikki Cross went for a flying body cross from the top rope she missed. And then it's kind of move where she has her up in like a torture rack. And then she spins her around and like, you know, gives her like a flapjack type of move to the ground. So, I mean, the move doesn't look that super, super impressive to me, super impactful. But, I mean, the girl has, she has so many She's she's so talented, very athletic, and you know she's 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 gonna be good. She's gonna be she's gonna be good. Uh, right after right after the match, man, it was so funny to see uh, her, her husband, who's in the street profits. They, they they had like a little promo where they was outside, and um, and uh, the dude was beatboxing, <laughs> and uh, Montez Ford was um, what's the name? I, I can't think of the other guy's name. Dawkins. I think he was beatboxing, and Montez Ford was like freestyling. That shit was kind of hot, man. I was like, oh shit! So they were freestyling, and basically they just called out all the all the tag teams in NXT. Said they're coming for the for the for the um, NXT tag team titles or whatever. They're coming for all of those guys, and I like Street Profits, man. Really, really like those dudes. Really like them, man. They super entertaining, and uh, then the graphic came up. They're gonna be on the show next week, so it's pretty cool. Interested to see them. Um, Fabian Eichner tagged um, had a tag team match with um, Marcel Barthal. I think they're two guys from the UK roster, so they went against the, <laughs> these two jobbers, man. Like it's so funny to see these guys. I, all I wrote down because could never say their names in, in the beginning, but the first guy, um, he's some some short dude with like purple on. And the other guy looks like he was cosplaying as like Finn Balor, <laughs> the other dude. But it, the guy with the purple, the purple tights on, he had a big H on his trunks. But they said his name was Stanley Watts. So I, I don't know where the H come. I don't know. Obviously, they changed his name for the show, and his name is something with an H. I I just found that very very interesting, man. But um, Eichner and and Barthel, they they're very hard hitting, very hard hitting tag team, man. Like which a lot of these UK guys are. Um, they had a they had a pretty cool finisher. No, actually, no, it wasn't a finisher. It was like a near fall where um, one guy gave the dude a spine bust. Another guy came with a penalty kick while he was like sitting up. And but their finishing move was like a power bomb into a, like a um, German suplex for the pin, man. So it's gonna be it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be cool to to see what they do because they like I said they're very very super they're super aggressive, man, and. Interested, interested. Um, Kathy Kelly, she had interviewed Ricochet walking in the parking lot and, you know, basically confirming the match with um, Johnny Gargano. Basically said, he's basically, you know, typical wrestling. I'm going to, you know, whatever, kick his ass, whatever it is. So 
It's going to be a good match. Um, they showed a clip last week from um, Cassizono attacking Matt Riddle after their match and, um, you know, beating him down or whatever. And um, then they interviewed Keith Lee, and Keith Lee challenged, challenged um, Cassizono to a match next week. So it's going to be cool. And the main event, main event was Adam Cole versus Adam Adam Cole versus EC3 for the um, I don't know if it was for the for the title or not. Oh, there's no title involved. I'm still thinking Adam Cole. When I see Adam Cole, I'm thinking of the North American title and shit. But um, you know, we challenged Adam Cole. Um, really good match. Really good match. Um, Adam Cole was working on um, EC3's shoulder throughout the course of the match. That was like seemed to be the storyline of the match and. Um, the whole undisputed era was on the outside of the ring throughout the match, and then they, at the end, they you know jumped up, distracted him, and um, EC, uh, EC3 got hit with a super kick, you know, from Adam Cole, and um, and did a knee to the back of the head for the win, and then that was it. So then they all started jumping on um, EC3 after the match. War Raiders came out to interrupt and chase them away, and EC3 just vanished. I, mean, I don't know what the fuck happened to EC3. He was in the ring. He was getting beat down. And then the War Raiders came out. We, I never saw AC3 ever again until the show went off. Just never saw him. So I have no idea. I actually vanished into thin air. But this this seemed like this might have been AC3's write-off for NXT. I can't really see that. I don't know. I, I, like I said, I can't see them going out like that. But, I mean, it's over. You know, his run is over. You know, they already announced him coming up to either Raw or SmackDown. I heard he was at um, SmackDown this past Tuesday. He had, a, like, a dark match before the show. And I'm pretty sure Vince fell in love with him just just looking at him. You know, he he's not the best wrestler in the world, but I think I said before last week he I get that Cena vibes from him, like what what Vince is gonna do with him. So it's gonna be interesting, man. But I mean, that's gonna wrap it up for this for this episode. Like I said, man, all elite wrestling. You know, it's gonna be it, it's gonna be good regardless. It's gonna be a good a good show regardless. They definitely they're definitely gonna do their thing. And so proud of those guys, man. Just doing it on your own. Just proving that you don't need a major company behind you. And I just I just want to see all these other companies just come together. You know, they've been doing it throughout the year, man. New Japan and Ring of Honor has gotten together. Um, who else was it? Um, TNA. They have, they, they've had other companies joining up with them. They had like an influx of talent from other companies like Mexico. Mexican companies and stuff like that, and they all just need to get together, man. Like they're not gonna obviously they're not gonna take out the big bad wolf, you know, individually. They're not gonna take even take them out together. But you know, you can make a you can make an impact, man. Especially everybody's showing solidarity, and then you then you still got the NWA. They're still bubbling. It's gonna be cool, man. Interested to see, but that's gonna be it for this week. The D Dame Show. This is Belligerent Wrestling Audio Week Number Two. Be sure to check us out at the at the D Dame Show. That's on Instagram and Twitter. Email is the D Dame Show at gmail.com. And that's gonna be it. We are checking out. We are gone. We are ghosts. All of that good stuff. Thanks again, man. Peace. <laughs>